Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Father, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you, O oh God. We love you, Lord. We exalt your name. We thank you for another opportunity, Father God, to praise you, to lift you up. We come right now, Lord, asking you to forgive us for our sins before we even say anything else, God. Clean us up on the inside. Purge us and make us new in you, God. Take away preconceived thoughts and ideas of what is to occur this morning on this line. Father, take away the cares and the heaviness of hearts right now in Jesus' name. Take away, oh God, our focus off of whatever is going on for today, God, and let us set our attention toward you in Jesus' name. We thank you, oh God, for allowing us come together once again, oh God, be able to pray for those who are around us, pray for the world to be saved, Father God, those who don't know you and the pardon of their sins, God, give them relief from themselves, give them relief from the cares of this world by trusting you, save them in Jesus' name, trusting you to be their master, ruler, savior, and Lord in Jesus' name, Pray right now, Father God, for those who do know you, for the testimony that you have given them, oh God, to say how awesome and magnificent you are, oh God, how you are a healer and a deliverer, oh God, how you are a forgiver and a lifter up of heads in Jesus' name, how you can clean us up of a sin-filled life and wash us whiter than snow, oh God, how you are the supplier of everything we need, God, and we don't have to worry about where anything is going to come from, God. You are the one who orders our steps and guides our thoughts. You are the one who creates in us clean hearts and renews a right spirit within us, oh God. You are the one who makes us the sheep of your pastor, God. You are the shepherd of our life, leading, guiding, and directing us into all truth, oh God. You are the one who said that we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, God. Only you can do such a thing, God, and we praise you for it, Lord. We ask you right now, Father, to continuously be in the decisions of the government, Father God, not just in this country, but in every area of the world, oh God. Touch the minds of the people who are making the laws, who are delivering the laws, Father God, who are enforcing them in Jesus' name. That it's not just a select group of people that they are holding accountable to be uh, obedient to the rules and the laws, God, 
but everyone does so in Jesus' name, that it's not about enforcing one more harsher on another than someone else, God, but it's done equally. Let your justice be served throughout the land in Jesus' name. Whether we agree with it or not, God, you do a great work in them and around us in Jesus' name. We thank you right now, Father God, for continuously being with the children as they are going back to school, Father God, and also the educators, God, to give us the creativity and the thought of what to do and how to do it to teach the children in Jesus' name, whether it's face-to-face or whether it's virtual, God, have your way in the name of Jesus. Lord, I have constantly heard you tell me to be content in whatever state I'm in, Father God. Let those around me those that are under the sound of my voice, heed your commands, God, to be content in whatever state you have placed us in, in Jesus' name, that we may grow in you in the name of Jesus, not in ourselves, not in anyone that is around us, God, but that we might grow in you in Jesus' name, that you might take us higher in faith, that we might accept your grace and your mercy, that we might live under your compassion and kindness and extend it to others in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, oh God, that we are not consumed, oh Father God that you have allowed us to see a brand new day in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you can we can stand at the gap and ask you to touch the hearts and minds of those who want to commit suicide, Father God, that we can extend to them your love so that they know that they are cared for in Jesus' name. We can extend your forgiveness to those who feel like they have strayed far away from you and that they can't come back into your arms, Father God. We can share the gospel truth with them that you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, Father God. You came to serve and to live and love us in Jesus' name, not to condemn us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for even your discipline in Jesus' name that lets us know that we are your children and not bastards according to your word in Jesus' name. We praise you right now, Father God for the one that's going to share your gospel this morning in Jesus' name. Just speak through their mouths in the name of Jesus. Think through their minds, oh God. Give them the words to say, even outside of what they have written down, Father God, outside of what they may have studied. Continue to talk to them. Give them what you want us to hear, Father God. We thank you for preparing our hearts to be good ground to receive of your word where it can be planted into the depths of our spirits and our souls, oh God, where you can bring forth 30, 60, and 100-fold. We thank you, God, for preparing our minds to understand it, God, where you can take out confusion and misunderstanding in Jesus' name. We thank you for our ears to hear with clarity, Father God, with no interruptions and no distractions, Father God. We thank you for having your way in Jesus' name. We can't thank you enough for those that you have placed over our lives to watch over our souls, the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, 
the apostles, Father God, the shepherds of the household of faith where you have allowed us to go, where we can hear your word on a regular basis. God, continue to speak to their hearts, Holy Spirit, giving them your word where they will be able to be edified, oh God, where they will be able to share your word according to what you have given them for each body of Christ where you have placed them, oh God, so that souls will be saved daily in Jesus' name, that you can add to the church such as to be saved in Jesus' name, where we will continue to uphold the blood same banner, where we can continue to declare your power, declare your grace and your mercy, God. We thank you that you have put us in position to pray for those men and women of the youth so that they won't get weary and well-doing, oh God, so that they won't faint. They won't falter and fail, oh, God. And when we, when they do, oh, God, we continue to say, Lord, forgive them when we don't be judgmental because they are human just like we are, oh, God. We don't put them on a pedestal where we are holding them in a position where they are placed as a you in our life, oh, God. But we put them on a pedestal that says, Lord, we know that they too can make mistakes, but you are still great and mighty in their life. We thank you, God, that they answered the call to minister your gospel. We thank you, God, that they answered the call to teach your word, oh God. So we thank you, Lord, that we can uphold them and thank you for their healing. Thank you for their deliverance. Thank you for the time of prayer and fasting. That they will draw nigh to you and you to them, oh God. So they will lead us the way a shepherd leads his sheep, Father God. And when we have strayed away, God, that they will have a heart to come and look for us, to pray for us, to draw us back into the fold, Father God, and rejoice when we turn ourselves back to you, oh God. And we thank you that we can rejoice when someone else repents and comes to you, Father, with the angels that rejoice over one sinner that comes back to you, the 99 just that need no repentance. God, we thank you and praise you, Father, for even watching over those who are asleep right now, God, that your angels stand around them to comfort them, to give them ideas and plans to know what it is that you would have them to do this day, oh, God, to give them a sweet salute, Father, God, to surround our houses with your angels to protect us from the hands of the enemy in Jesus' name, to surround our cars, Father, God, as we travel, we travel in safety in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you, oh, God that our steps are ordered by you in Jesus' name, that our heart is fixed to worship and praise you, oh God, that we can look around and see the beauty of your hand when we see the trees, when we smell the flowers, oh God, and even when we hear the rain falling, God, and in the wintertime when we see the snow, Father, let us rejoice in knowing that you are still giving us a chance to come to you, God, that you are still allowing us 
to operate in seed time and in harvest, oh God. We thank you and praise you right now. God, we ask you to put your arms around those who are grieving, Father God, who have whose loved ones have left this life and entered their eternal state, oh God, that you lift them out of the grief and mourning stages, Father God. Take them into the memories of their loved ones that they will be able to continue in laughter, Father God, that their lives won't be at a standstill as the heaviness of the burden of that loved one not being here anymore will not overtake them in Jesus' name. Let them cast it at your feet, God. We may not understand why, oh God, but sometimes it is the best for us. It is best for that individual, God. Let us have clarity, Father God, to know that you are in control of it all in Jesus' name. We praise you and thank you, Father, for the peace of Jerusalem, that you will be in that place where your anointing is so strong, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that it overflows into all the other parts of the world in Jesus' name, that you did not allow your ministry to stay confined to a select group of people, God, but you allowed it to extend to those of us who were considered Gentiles, God, that we can be engrafted into your body. We can be adopted into your kingdom, God be called your children in Jesus' name. We thank you and praise you, Father God, for your word. And when heaven and earth pass away, your word will still stand, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that the blood still works. The blood that was drawn from Emmanuel's name, Father God. Every time Jesus was hit, was beat, And that blood came down, Father God, just so that we might be cleansed, Father God. We thank you that Jesus said, not his will, but your will be done, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, that we can say the same thing. No matter how much we pray, God, we declare not our will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am my brother's keeper. Hey, on this morning, we have First Lady Brooks. Are you on the line? Yes, sir, I am. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you. God bless you, Apostle. Good morning, saints. Um, I am Lady Brooks. I am representing Judah Sanctuary of Praise, Apostle Keith J. Brooks, and my, my brother's keeper. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the word that will go forth, God. I ask, Lord, that you only allow me to speak the words that you have given me, Father, nothing more. Hide behind your cross, Father. Cover me in your blood. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, saints. This morning we'll be coming from Genesis 50, verses 15 through 21. Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. And it reads as such. 15, and when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure, possibly or by chance, hate us and will certainly requite, retaliate, avenge us all the evil which we did unto him. 
And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Verse 18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am in the place of God, for am I in the place of God. Twenty. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones, and comforted them, and spake kindly unto them. This morning we're talking about divine providence. I struggled with this topic, thinking if God had divine providence for my life or for your life, do I really have free will? How is it that I'm choosing anything if God has already made a choice? This morning, Joseph is a perfect example of providential understanding of how people's will and God's sovereignty, his providence, coming together and working for the good. The story is familiar to us. Joseph's brother sold him into slavery, which led him into Egypt to Potiphar, an Egyptian, an officer of Pharaoh. We know the story, but I would like to go over some key verses that give clarity on providence this morning in the midst of trials, in the midst of loneliness, in the midst of not understanding what God is doing in our lives. In chapter 37, Joseph's brothers cast him into a pit, wanting to get rid of him. Now, mind you, they wanted to kill him, but it was Reuben that came up with selling him. Fast forward to Genesis 39:2. some key verses here. The Lord was with Joseph. See, God didn't leave Joseph when his brother cast him away. This speaks to us this morning. We have all been in that dark pit, that place that we think nobody understands, that fine line of having faith and giving up. But this morning, there is encouragement to be had in God's providence. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was prosperous. How could that be? How could a man that was forsaken by his own brothers, his flesh and blood, a slave in a foreign land, be prosperous? It's because of divine providence. Not only was the Lord with Joseph, but in verse 3, it says, His master, Potiphar, saw that the Lord, not one of the Egyptian gods, but the Lord was with him. See, sometimes it's not our family or people we know that sees the God in us. Amen? Stop looking for approval from people we, that we are different, that our lives have changed. See, some people don't choose to update our spiritual resume. They want to keep talking about us, talking about things that we did six months ago or even 10 years ago, my God. And that, and, and that in itself is a whole other message, but we need to stop looking for people to approve of us but we, because people will see. It, and it doesn't have to be our family. It doesn't have to be people we know. It could be other people. See, Potiphar, an Egyptian, somebody who served pagan gods, not just one, he even understood that the Lord was with Joseph. And then in verse 37, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter 37, verse 9, it seems like, here we go again, Potiphar's wife tried to seduce, seduce Joseph, and he, he denies her. And what he says is golden here, it's key. He says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? It wasn't just about 
what Potiphar did for him. See, he was prosperous in Potiphar's house, so Potiphar had um, put him in charge of some things. But he said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God, not just sin against a man, not just sin against Potiphar, but how can he sin against God? And, and this is crucial because, see, these, the Egyptians did not serve the God that Joseph served. But he understood that even God was in that place to say, God will see what I was doing. How can I sin against God? See, in the midst of situations, we must understand for what is, we, we, excuse me, we must stand for what is right. It is easy for us to fall into temptation or follow our own will. But we must understand that if we have ever been in a pit, figuratively speaking, like Joseph, and God showed his power and his goodness, hallelujah, his providence and his grace to us, then I believe this is where we must understand our will must line up with God's will, and we will begin to have providential understanding. See, there's moments in our lives where um, we know that we're doing wrong. We know that what we're doing is against what God is saying for our lives. We know that we're negating our purpose. But when we, have, when we come to that revelation, when the scales fall off our eyes, when our will, we understand that our will must line up with God. Amen? See, if Joseph would have let bitterness overtake him in that pit like we, we've done before, we have all been there, that we've been in that dark place, that we, if he would have let take bitterness overtaken him in that pit or as a slave, we may be reading a different story now. That's, that's where some of us are this morning. See, we, we've allowed bitterness or unforgiveness or something that somebody has done to us. They're creating a different story for us. See, it's not the story that God wants for us. It's not this divine uh, providential, divine providence that is creating the story for us. It's our will creating that story. See, we're, we're choosing to allow a person or a thing or a situation to overtake us, not what God wants for us. So some of us have allowed that, that pit in our lives, that situation or even that person in our lives to out overshadow God's sovereignty. So this morning, we don't, we're, we're going to change that. So what you have been the black sheep in your family? So what people have dogged you and talked about you? So what that man or woman left? So what your kids are out of control this morning? So what now? Right now, you may be in sin. I said, so what? Because this morning is your mo moment to break free. This morning is your moment to understand God's providence for you. God's providence covers all of that. The race in Hebrew 12, 1, it says, let us lay aside every weight every weight in the sin which thou so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. See, the race is already set. God's providence is already there. It's already here. It's already here this morning. It doesn't say when we need, we need to create a race. It doesn't say we need to pick other runners. It says it's set, the race that is set before us. So this morning, we can get out of our pit our pit of people talking about us, our pit of, 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 of doubt and of fear. Yes, th those, are, those are ungodly things. The doubt and fear is ungodly, too. We, we must mind that because some people think, oh, well, I'm not doing nothing sinful. I'm not uh, fornicating. I'm not uh, uh, lying. I'm not stealing. But, but this morning you may have some doubt and fear about some stuff that's going on in your life. That, too, is ungodly. So we can stop being a slave to those ungodly things because of God's providence. Saul is another example. He persecuted the church out of his will for his life. But when he understood that he must line himself up with what God's will was, he became the most prolific writer of the New Testament. Amen. That's encouragement for you this morning. 
that your will can line up with God's will. See, once we line up, then our story changes. We, we may be sitting there thinking, well, Lord, what, when is this going to happen for me? Well, Lord, what, what's going to happen now? Well, Lord, well, Lord, well, Lord. But God is saying, line your will up with my will, and I will show you your purpose. Line your will with my will, and I will show you the other side. This encourages us again this morning that no matter what we face, no matter how far we go, see, Saul was a murderer. No matter how far we go, we have gone. God's providence can bring us back to a whole relationship with him. So let's back, go back to Joseph. Potiphar put him in prison for the lie his wife told on, Joseph, on him. They lied on you. They lied on me. They lied. Can you, they lied. Yes, they did. And I know you're upset about it. I've been upset about it. But we must understand that even though we feel the need to correct people and try to uh, correct our character with people or try to um, uh, fix what people have done to us, I'm dropping this in your spirit this morning that you don't have the right to be right. In God's providence, you don't have the right to be right. Let me repeat that. In God's providence, you don't have the right to be right. See, when we believe in God and what the word says, then we must line ourselves up with that. I don't have to argue. You don't have to argue anymore. You don't, you don't even have to open your mouth with people no more. You don't have to pout about what they said about you or what they did to you. You don't have to belittle someone to be right. You can sit back today, this morning. You can start this morning and sit back and understand God's providence says, I'm okay. I'm all right. I, Joseph's story tells me no matter what is being done to me or to you, God wins, not us, God. So we have to take us out of God's providence. We're we trying to rule what God is doing, but God's providence is saying we've heard it all month long. It, it's his will. It's what he provides. It's what he's created. It's God. See, we're trying to make our will or what we believe or what we think or how it should be override God's sovereignty. How can that be? How can we say we serve a sovereign God, an almighty God, but yet uh, in our own houses, in our own hearts, in our own mind, we're trying to create a race. We're trying to create something that overshadows what God has already done. All God is saying, let your will line up with my will, and, and the prob- you will see the providence. You will have understanding of what's going on. So Joseph, he goes to prison and finds favor there, amen, with the keeper of the prison. Come on, I know somebody this morning, you, 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 you said, Lord, how am I finding favor everywhere I go, even in the midst of what's happening, even in the midst of what's going on? I, my, my world seems like it's shattering. Even in the midst of that, I'm finding favor. So it's telling me that no matter how much somebody is trying to break you and me, no matter how much they're trying to damage me and you, even the providence of God will go into those areas and give me favor, give you favor. We need to stop looking at people and do what God is saying to do. Imprisonment eventually led Joseph to becoming prime minister of Egypt. Amen. How does, how does this man, he get cast down by his brothers, forsaken by his own flesh and blood into a pit, sold into slavery. He gets lied on, thrown into prison. And in the end, it led him to become prime minister over Egypt. In this position, he was able to save his own family, including his brothers, the very people that did him wrong, the very people that wanted to murder him, the very people that wanted to cast him out, forsake him. He saved their lives during a famine. See, even though God is um, 
showing us his divine providence. He, and we're trying to get understanding this morning. Even though we've been done wrong by people and even though we are trying to um, show people who God is, God is, God is not looking for us to do anything. The only thing we need to do is line our will up with his will. See, in this position, Joseph was able to save his family. God ain't saying turn your nose up to the people that did you wrong. God ain't saying turning your back on those people. But God is saying stand up for what is right. Stand up for my will. Stand up that you understand what is happening. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on God. This morning I'm speaking to somebody. Don't give up on God. I know you've been hurt. I know things are not going the way they're supposed to be going. But don't give up on God. There is providence. There is God's providence in your life. Joseph was instrumental in saving his family members. And Joseph told his brother this. I I read the scriptures in verse 20. It says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, my God. You thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day. I'm telling you on this day. That's what you need to look in the mirror. You need to say to yourself, on this day, God meant it unto good. So whatever you're going through, God meant it unto good to save much people alive. There are souls that need to be saved under you. You in your pit, you in your darkness, you in your hour of want to cry and want to shout and want to scream and be mad, but there are souls out there that need you. There are people in your family that need you to be that light. There are, I said it earlier, Potiphar saw that the Lord was with Joseph. There are people that we don't even know that are watching us, that see God is with us. Those are the people that God is saying we must, we must um, there are much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you. Come on now. See, that take, now that's going to take some grown-up stuff to do. That's going to take some God stuff to do. That's going to take us to go to another level as a, as a man and a woman. We, it, I will nourish you. Can you believe that? You tried to kill me, and I'm going to tell you I will nourish you and your little ones. I will take care of you and your family. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. See, I'm closing with this. Psalms 121 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. This morning we must lift our eyes. We must seek God. God's providence is already there. It's already here. Because that's where all our help comes from. Don't allow your eyes to look at you me, our situation, the situation that is in front of you, whatever you're going through, that, that, that person or that thing that's trying to take you out of character or out of your mind. See, some stuff we're going through right now, I, I don't know who's on the prayer line, I don't know what you're going through, but something is trying to take you out your mind. You, you, you got to lose your mind over this. But I'm telling you this morning, God is saying, look to me. See, the providence is already there. Look to me. Stop looking to other people to validate you. And if you look to God, look to the heels from which comes your help. The Lord is there. To understand the providence of God, you must keep focused on God. How can you keep focused on somebody else? Their providence does they don't have providence. God is the only sovereign one that has providence. So we must keep focused on God. It doesn't come for anywhere else. Things work best when we submit ourselves to God, trusting him and then following his ways. 
because it's his providence that leads us to heaven. It's his providence, providence that leads us to breakthrough. It's his providence that leads us to healing. It's not what we're doing. It's not what people are doing to us. Joseph this morning encourages us to know we don't have to look at those people. We don't have to look at that situation. We don't have to look at that dark pit. We don't have to look at prison. We can look to God. God, if we look to God, we will have understanding of God's providence. We don't have to look to ourselves. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning, God. We thank you for this message that went forth, Father. Lord, I ask that it encourages somebody, Father, on this prayer line. I ask that it encourages us to go to a next level, Father, to take scales off of our eyes, Father, to see the providence of you, God to see your sovereignty in our lives, Father, that situations and people will not break us, situations and people will not take us out of character, Father, but it will make us grow into what you want us to be, Father, that our will will line up with yours. Father, we'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. God bless you. Hey, love, that is providence and God's best because guess what? Joseph and I and you and all has been set in God's sovereign will to come out victorious. We're always going to win, beloved, no matter what the devil has planned for us. Thank God for the providence of God. Hey, beloved, this is your Apostle Keith Brooks. Till Thursday morning, tell the neighbor, friend, let's get up, get up, get up. Let's get on the prayer line. Let's see God together. Hey, I love you. Have a blessed day. Remember, we're fasting all day today until 6 o'clock. Try to put your mind on the things of God. Seek the face of God through prayer, through the word of God. I believe God will do great and mighty things in your life. I love you. I'm out. God bless you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.